Morning prayer on the 23rd of March. Here in the UK, we're keeping a national day of recollection or reflection for those who have died, lost people or suffered in any way in the COVID crisis. O Lord, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your prayer, praise. Let your ways be known upon earth, your saving power among the nations. Is it nothing to you, all you who pass by? Look and see if there is any sorrow like my sorrow, which was brought upon me, which the Lord inflicted on the day of his fierce anger. For these things I weep, my eyes flow with tears, for a comforter is far from me, one to revive my courage. Remember my affliction and my bitterness, the wormwood and the gall. But this I call to mind, <clears throat> and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him the soul that seeks him. It is good that we should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. For the Lord will not reject forever. Though he causes grief, he will have compassion. According to the abundance of his steadfast love, for he does not willingly afflict or grieve anyone. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen. The night has passed and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you now and forever. Amen. Psalm 35. The refrain is, Give me justice, O Lord my God, according to your righteousness. Give me justice, O Lord my God, according to your righteousness. Contend, O Lord, with those that contend with me. <clears throat> fight against those that fight against me. Take up shield and buckler and rise up to help me. Draw the spear and bar the way against those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Let those who seek after my life be shamed and disgraced. Let those who plot my ruin fall back and be put to confusion. Let them be as chaff before the wind, with the angel of the Lord thrusting them down. Let their way be dark and slippery, with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. Give me justice, O Lord my God, according to your righteousness. For they have secretly spread a net for me without a cause. Without any cause they have dug a pit for my soul. Let ruin come upon them unawares. Let them be caught in the net they laid. Let them fall in it to their destruction. Then will my soul be joyful in the Lord and a glory in his salvation. My very bones will say, Lord, who is like you? You deliver the poor from them that are too strong for them, the poor and needy from those who would despoil them. Give me justice, O Lord my God, 
according to my righteousness. False witnesses rose up against me. They charged me with things I knew not. They rewarded me evil for good, to the desolation of my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting. When my prayer returned empty to my bosom, it was as though I grieved for my friend or brother. I behaved as one who mourns for his mother, bowed down and brought very low. Give me justice, O Lord my God, according to your righteousness. But when I stumbled, they gathered in delight, they gathered together against me. As if they were strangers I did not know, they tore at me without ceasing. When I fell, they mocked me, they gnashed at me with their teeth. O Lord, how long will you look on? Rescue my soul from their ravages and to my poor life from the young lions. I will give you thanks in the great congregation. I will praise you in the mighty throng. Give me justice, O Lord my God, according to your righteousness. Do not let my treacherous foes rejoice over me, or those who hate me without a cause mock me with their glances. They do not speak of peace, but invent deceitful schemes against those that are quiet in the land. They opened wide their mouths and derided me, saying, We have seen it with our very eyes. This you have seen, O Lord, do not keep silent. Go not far from me, O Lord. Awake, arise to my cause, to my fet defence, my God and my Lord. Give me justice, O Lord my God, according to your righteousness. Let them not triumph over me. Give me justice, O Lord my God, according to your righteousness. Let them not say to themselves, Our heart's desire. Let not them not say, We have swallowed him up. Let all who try rejoice at my trouble be put to shame and confusion. Let those who boast against me be clothed with shame and dishonour. Let those who favour my cause rejoice and be glad. Let them say always, Great is the Lord, who is delights in his servants' well-being. So shall my tongue be talking of your righteousness and of your praise all the day long. Give me justice, O Lord my God, according to your righteousness. Free us, righteous God, from all oppression, and bring justice to the nations, that all the world may know, that, know you as King of kings and Lord of lords, now and forever. Amen. A response to Psalm 35 by Malcolm Guite, taken from David's Crown. The poor cry out, Oh, help them speedily, and plead their cause, though it may not be mine. The psalmist here is sure in crying, Help me, but he was poor himself. Help me divine how these sharp psalms call out for change in me, lest I should be an enemy of thine. And find the poor who cry to you for mercy, have cried against me too. Oh, let me not be numbered with these scoffers. Lord, convert me. Show me with whom I ought to share my lot, for whom I ought to put the sackcloth on, whom you remember, whom I have forgot, but having wept with them and helped them on to better things, we may rejoice together as pilgrim souls on whom your light has shone. A reading from the Gospel according to St John. 
John's Gospel, chapter 11, beginning at verse 45. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what he had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the council and said, What are we to do? This man is performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and destroy both our holy place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all. You do not understand that it is better for you to have one man die for the people than to have the whole nation destroyed. He did not say this on his own. But being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was about to die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but to gather into one the dispersed children of God. So from that day on, they planned to put him to death. Jesus therefore no longer walked about openly among the Jews, but went from there to a town called Ephraim, in the region near the wilderness, and he remained there with the disciples. Now the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went up from the country to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. They were looking for Jesus, and were asking one another as they stood in the temple, What do you think? Surely he will not come to the festival, will he? Now the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that anyone who knew where Jesus was should let them know, so that they might arrest him. <coughs> We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. By your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. We preach Christ crucified, the power of God and the wisdom of God. By your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. By your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. The word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. The word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Saviour, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, God promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all that hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath God swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of all their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen.
The word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. Let us pray. So we come into God's presence, praising him for the power of the cross. The word of the cross. And how it gives us hope for the future, but also sustains many people now in their troubles in this life. We pray that wherever they may be in the world, God's people who look to your cross may be strengthened for whatever they have to face. We pray for those for whom the troubles that have come upon them are those of the coronavirus. We remember before God the many who have died. In Great Britain alone, 126,000 and more. each one known to God. We commend them to him. And we commend to all those they leave behind who grieve, people whose lives have been turned upside down this year by the loss of a loved one, by the prolonged agony of waiting while they were in hospital by the impossibility of being with them. We pray for all those whose lives are marked with grief. We pray for all those who will suffer the, res the results of post-traumatic stress into the years to come, both those who have been ill, who may feel they've been to hell and back, and those who have watched and waited, families and friends, and all those who have cared for people medically, All the nurses, the doctors, the paramedics, the cleaners, those whole communities of people in hospitals up and down the land who have been exhausted. For whom there has been little let up. Who may take years to recover, even as they have to turn their attention as things improve to the great backlog of other illnesses and serious conditions that really need treating. We pray for God's strength, God's refreshment. We thank God for the work of chaplains, 
counsellors and psychiatrists and psychologists standing alongside health service staff. We pray for them and the burdens on them as well. Lord, may your Holy Spirit be at work to refresh, patiently to heal, to make new. We pray for all those who have lost their jobs and livelihoods, all those who have been locked down, suffered more abuse and cruelty than they might not otherwise have done. All the children and young people whose mental health and health has been affected by being out of school. All people whose mental health has been worsened by loneliness, isolation, a sense of pointlessness or a huge overriding anxiety. We commend them all to you. Again, for your healing and for a community that cares. commend ourselves to you, whatever our experience has been since lockdown began a year ago. Whatever the poignant and difficult things we may have had to deal with. Whatever the unexpected joys of a quieter society. We put ourselves into your hands and ask you, O Lord, that we may be part of recovery, not only for our own nation, but looking beyond our nation for the whole world. Make us sensitive, active and wise in campaigning and caring for all human life and indeed for the life of the whole cosmos. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And taking our cue from our psalm today and from the reading from St John's Gospel, we think about all those who are falsely accused, all those who are made scapegoats, Pray for those who wonder of if their unjust sentence will ever end. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we pray today for all those whose suffering whose rejection seems never-ending, and particularly for those 
for whom other crises have piled on. And we think of the Rohingya in Cox's Bazaar after the devastating fire in that huge refugee camp. For all those who have lost relatives and friends, for all those who are injured, for all those who have lost those few things they still possessed. We pray for the aid workers, the medical workers, the government and people of Bangladesh. I commend to you that wretched community. We ask that even there your spirit may be at work for good, for healing and for comfort. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. I realised that I didn't read the reflection after the Gospel reading, so before we could proceed with the collect of the day, I'll read the reflection for today on the passage from St John chapter 11 by Willie de Carney Francis. Jesus remained there <clears throat> with the disciples. The chief priests and Pharisees are fearful of Jesus' impact on the crowds and of potential political consequences. Caiaphas is frightened for his own status and position. Even Jesus, it seems, experiences fear. He's lying low, refusing to emerge in public, not yet ready to face the end. Fear is a healthy human instinct instinct. It acts as a warning against imminent dangers, ensuring we protect ourselves and others. We teach children to be wary of fire, careful chopping vegetables, mindful crossing the road, a gentle instilling of fear in the face of possible dangers. Talking with my teenage son recently about what he might do if he were mugged, my advice was don't be brave, give them your wallet and run. In other words, words be sensibly fearful and act accordingly. Yet sometimes we must rise above our fears with unwavering determination. In some parts of the world Christians face physical danger and persecution which many meet with extraordinary courage and bravery. In other parts of the world fear emerges from the church's increasing marginalisation. This is the fear of loss of influence, of irrelevance and eventual extinction. This kind of fear corrodes and creates the illusion that the future of the church is dependent on us. In reality, the future is in God's hands. Our calling, whatever our context, is to resist fear, be faithful in the knowledge of God's constant presence, and to love without ceasing. Gracious Father, you gave up your Son out of love for the world. Lead us to ponder the mysteries of his passion, that we may know eternal peace through the shedding of our Saviour's blood, Jesus Christ our Lord. That was by Bishop Guli Francis de Carney. I'm sorry, I got her name wrong. Guli Francis de Carney, Bishop-elect of Chelmsford.
standing at the foot of the cross, let us pray with confidence, as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. May Christ, who bore our sins on the cross, set us free to serve him with joy. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you for joining with me today in morning prayer. In case you haven't heard the announcement in one of my previous podcasts, these podcasts will finish on Saturday week, that is Holy Saturday. And on that day I'll quickly review the resources you might find for continuing with morning prayer and how they can be used. Thank you very much.